Hello, and welcome to the Be Bold Fitness Podcast, the show where we talk about different topics in the health, wellness, and fitness space. No topic is off limits here. I'm your host, Tessa Breeden, certified personal trainer and nutrition specialist, the passion for helping busy adults tone up, lose body fat, and feel good. Cassidy Hardgrove, I am so excited to have you. The man, the myth, the legend, or should I say the woman, the myth, the legend. I love that. No, I'm here for either. It's fine. It's so funny because not a lot of people say my like full name. Yeah, I know. I feel like, you know, I just I like I like going all in on the full name. I feel like people usually go yeah. call you Cass or yeah. some variation, but we're just we're going all in. We got good vibes today. I love it. I'm here for it. For sure. Well, you know, I titled this podcast with good vibes only because if anybody follows you on social media or anybody's met you, one, you're the exact same in person as you are on social media, which I think is not something a lot of people realize or people don't necessarily expect. People expect sort of that high energy on social media and don't expect that in person. But we actually met in person at an event you put on, oh gosh, a few years ago. I know. I know. I was like talking to Taylor about this yesterday about like coming on this podcast and I was she was like, how do you know her? And I was like, she came to Boss Babes, but that was like shit, like back in like 2018. Yeah. That was a long ass time ago. Like I think I was just in town visiting and I don't even know. Yeah, you were. I don't even know how I got wrapped into that event because I went to it. I don't think we knew each other yet. We maybe Uh -uh. had – I don't know, but I saw a bunch of people like caught up with Veronica. I saw a bunch of people from high school. Obviously, yeah. it was a small town, but no, it was really great. And we hadn't met before that in town, which is also really strange because Reno is such a small town. Oh, yeah, for sure. It totally is. I love that. But since then, life has pretty drastically changed for you in a positive way. At that time, you weren't even doing photography. No. I don't even think you had started doing photography. You were just doing events. And yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about your kind of job transition journey into where you are now, if you can kind of give everybody a quick background. Yeah. A little update. I got yeah. you. Um, which is just so funny to think back to these days. But A, thank you for saying the thing about the energy. I think that that's like my biggest thing is being like, if I'm going to show up one way online, I'm going to show up that way in real life. And ultimately, I'd say the same thing about you. Just like we have like the same vibe, same personality. So I love the fucking title of this podcast. Let's freaking go. Uh, But with that being said, so little update. So kind of like Tessa had mentioned is I had originally started a women's networking event when I was getting my master's in grad school in business. And it just kind of was like a fun thing to like bring the community together. At that time, like women empowerment had just kind of like started, which is like crazy to think about now. Um, And right after I met you, I graduated from grad school and I moved to Maui. So the guy I was dating at the time was like, I want to quit my job and move to Maui. And I was like, sure, let's do it. And so literally right before I left for Maui, I bought a camera, just like went full fucking send and was like, you know, like I'm kind of interested in this, you know, like and at the time I also did life coaching. So it was like life coaching events and like maybe dabble in photography. Like, well, what am I going to do on the island? I have no fucking idea. So get to the island and fucking went full throttle, like literally just like reached out to people via DM, like thank goodness for Instagram and it being free marketing and all that and really just like honed in on it kind of really took off. Like I completely stopped doing life coaching because I just had so much time spent with like doing weddings and couples and um, I had T. Kern, who is also my business um, partner. We also have another podcast. And with her, she was a photographer. And she kind of was like, if you don't do photography, you're fucking stupid. And so having her in my corner was like super helpful, obviously, because she is very well known um, within the Reno area. And so, yeah, so did that. And I was there for like a year and a half, a year and four months. And then COVID hit. Okay. So then, yeah, so it was like COVID hit, shit shut down. My life was going cray cray. Um, me and my person like broke up, went separate ways. Um, I was on the island by myself, fucking COVID hit, couldn't do anything like it, obviously for everybody, but Hawaii was a whole nother level of 
craziness um because you're literally on an island where yeah, that's a whole thing but um yeah so that started and then I rekindled my relationship with the guy I dated in college and he lived in Nashville and I was like fuck it like I have a lot of friends that live there like him and I are kind of talking again like I'll just like you know bop back over to the city so like come and I'm originally from Ohio so it was like the closest I had been to home in a long ass time. But uh, it made the most sense to like be here for COVID because the South didn't really believe COVID was a thing. So it was like not as close as the rest of the world. So yeah. So moved to Nashville, which is where I am based out of now. Um, and kind of through COVID, it was like I couldn't do photography because obviously it was like an in-person thing. So I kicked life coaching and business coaching back up. And that kind of built in 2020. And then when 2021 came around, it was like doing both of those things, photography, business coaching, life coaching. Now it's fucking 2023. So obviously in the same thing in 2022 did that. And now we're kicking off 2023. So yeah, I do. I, I'm like the whole thing of like jack of all trades. Uh, I always say jack of all trades, master of a lot. Fuckers who say master of none. Um, but yeah, that, that's my jam. I love that. I'm like you, you know, I feel like we have so many ideas and just kind of want to ride with all of them. Mm -hmm. And I believe that too. I think a lot of times, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent about this, but I think a lot of times people deter you from going after a lot of things because people mm -hmm. are like niche into one thing, really get specific into one thing. But I have so many interests and quite frankly, like I'm pretty good at multiple things. I don't right? think I'm just good at one thing. And I feel like- yeah a lot of times I'm doing a disservice to myself and to other people by not doing additional things. And I don't think that necessarily means that I can't be great at my one main thing. Like you're great at oh, photography, yeah. but you're really good at other things too. And so why not be able to explore those things? And for sure, I think there's like this huge misconception about that. It's a whole thing. I honestly hate the word niche, 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 whatever the fuck. I hate the goddamn word. Okay. Like I'm a business coach. I have my master's in business. Like I get it. I get the point of it, obviously. But at the same time, I think that like there is a reason as to why we're living in the world that we are today. And you're able to do so many different things. Like, like just in the avenue of like fucking influencing or social media or making money online was never a thing. So like we're walking through new waters that have never been seen before. So realistically, like do whatever the fuck you want. Like you don't have to stay in one lane and only do that. Like there's just so much capacity to do so many things right now um, and make them all flow together. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's just such a positive outlook, which again, goes back to just having good vibes. Now, mm -hmm. I want to take a step back really quick because you talked a little bit about your journey living in Hawaii. And I think that one thing that for me really stood out during that entire process, you know, you said your life was kind of going to shit. You broke up with your partner and you never saw that on social media. Yes, social media is a real, but I think that it speaks a volume that you constantly showed up and stayed positive and you didn't just become a hermit or shy away. And so I want to kind of know what your thought process is on staying positive when things are just going down the toilet. What is like, yeah. what do you, how do you keep that positivity? For sure. That's such an interesting thing that you just said. I've like, haven't been asked that or like, hasn't been said that way to me before. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately I hate victim mentality. I don't see, like my brain just doesn't understand why you would be negative about anything. Like to the point of like when you're like your flight get canceled. Like I travel all the fucking time. Like flights are going to get canceled. But like when people are just like an uproar about like things, I'm like we live in America. We're so fucking blessed. Like we have food on our table, fucking a house and a roof. And like, you know, like it just is like to me, there's no reason to be negative <laughs> or there's no reason to be like down and out. Like, yes, like feel your emotions. Obviously, like when I was going through that breakup in Hawaii, it was like feeling those emotions. But like I feel like I've adapted such the mindset of like everything like it's so cliche but like everything happens for a reason and in that season just realizing like that person was only made for that period of my life and what was so beautiful about that breakup honestly it was it was so mature in the sense of like we we're like we love each other but we're not in love like I love you as a human I'm here to support you 
all the time, but like, we're not in love. Like we're not like, you know, like full on soulmates, like want to live with you till the day I die kind of vibes. Mm. Like it just, it wasn't that. And, but there was nothing wrong. And so like, that's what people struggled with of being like, why the fuck would you break up? Like everything seemed great. And I was like, everything was great. Like literally every, like we literally could still be together right now and everything would be perfectly fine. We would love each other and all that. But there was a piece to where Hawaii really threw us for a loop. Like honestly, like moving to Hawaii is a whole nother fucking hardship in itself. Like I've moved to a lot of places and, and that place really puts you in a like fight or flight kind of mode. And for him, he was struggling. And for me, I was thriving. And so it put us in a personal position to where he wanted to leave and I wanted to stay. And he was like, I fully support you staying, like building your business. But like, we were just like separated at that time, like separated ways. Right. But it was such a beautiful thing. And I remember calling one of my best friends and telling her and like trying to get advice and her saying like, um, what was it? It was like, she asked me the question of like, who do I, what do I see myself doing on the last day that like I'm alive and who do I see myself with? And that in itself is your answer. And I think that that like just really hit me of like, if you're questioning if it's that person that you're with or what you're doing right now, if that's not what you want to be doing the last day you're living, then why are you in that situation? And so I just think that that was such a beautiful like wrap around in my brain that was like, what a great season this was. But like, it's so beautiful that it's ended and has allowed me to like, kind of like spread my wings and fly in a new way. Um, but with that season, obviously it was fucking hard. It, like at the end of the day, it, break up and losing somebody no matter what is hard. And I did go through that sadness. But I think the biggest thing is like, for me is like, A, there's no reason to be fucking negative and B, like consistency is everything. And how you show up in those times is literally determining your character and who you're going to be moving forward. And so for me, I was just attached to that of being like, I know who I want to be. I know the direction I want to go. Yes, I can have hard fucking days and cry or, you know, be pissed off or whatever. But at the end of the day, I I know I'm going to show up like day in and day out. So, yeah. That's great. I think that's hard for so many people to do. I think that one, that victim mentality is starting to be almost driven into us that we're allowed to be the victim. And if you feel that way, fine. Like obviously there's nothing wrong with how you're feeling, but I think mm-hmm. having that positive mindset shift is really necessary. And I think it's something that a majority of people do need to work on. And I think it's something that also gives you the ability to be more successful in a business if you happen to be a business owner or if you're trying mm-hmm. to be better in your career and your relationships, et cetera. Because after that breakup, that's really when it seems like your business started to take off, actually. I love from like the outsider's perspective of people I haven't talked to in like a minute, but like we talk via social, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, so it's always interesting to me. Um, yeah, I mean – I think that ultimately COVID was like the greatest thing in the weirdest way. And I love when people say that, that that was that for them, because I feel like it catapulted us to do things that like take chances because like, that's all we had to do. Like, that's all we could do. And so, um, I'd say it really took off because I really dove into the life coaching and the business coaching piece as well. And I think it just allowed for me to mesh those two worlds together in a way that it was building quickly. Um, And I think this too, it's funny because I coach other photographers and like they like kind of tap into like wanting to do mentorships or or they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I know enough or or if I've been doing this long enough. I'm like, I did it for a year and then was like, bitches, I'll teach you how. Like, I, I think that that's another aspect to it of like showing up in the sense of like, I know I'm going to learn as fast as possible, go balls to the walls, but also like who you represent yourself as is what people are going to believe you as. So if you represent represent yourself as somebody that's a hustler and is going to gain knowledge and share knowledge or is going to master their craft, then that's who you're going to become. But if you're going to show up in the sense of like tippy-toeing on eggshells, being like, well, I'm not sure if I should get into the online space or do coaching or get into fitness or whatever, then like people are going to question you. So like at the end of the day, I almost don't even believe it so much as like, I don't know, like that my business took off as much as it was is like for something clicked in my mind that was like, you're the per you're the reason as to why people are going to believe in you. And so it's like showing up in that. Yeah, I actually was going to say that same thing. I think the reason is because 
maybe, and again, from an outsider's perspective, you sort of find yourself in those dark, we'll call them quote unquote dark situations when you are in sadness or whatever. It really gives you that opportunity to figure out who you are. And I recently was listening to something. Do you know who Jen Kennedy is? Yeah. Okay. So she's a business coach and I was listening to one of her like webinars or something of that nature. And she said it like much more eloquently than this. But when we show up as our true authentic selves, that is how people gravitate and why people gravitate toward us. We become Mm -hmm. captivating as individuals and people are captivated by us when we are our authentic selves. And Mm -hmm. it's so hard, especially in online spaces, to show up as your authentic self or if you are in a nine-to-five job to show up every day and be your authentic self. And that, I think, is how you do grow a business. That is how you find friendships. That is how you find relationships by being that true, captivating, authentic self. And it's much Mm -hmm. easier said than done, but but why? <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm, which is so true. I always think of like honestly social media in the sense of like how would I act with my best friends? You know, like how would I show up in that sense, right? And then just like if I were to go to a group event, for example, or like Boss Babes event again, like how would I show up in that? And that's exactly how I want to show up like on social and like with the authentic piece. Um It's interesting to me why people have such a battle with it. I mean, I totally understand it and I can see it, but it's like once you break the barrier of you showing up in such a perfect way and you're able to like actually break into like being authentic and being real, like that's when the game's going to change. And it is exactly what you just said. It's like that's when it's really going to grow. That's why I love, you know, I think for me being an online coach, it's very unheard of from online coaches to go back to in-person coaching. We're seeing this massive shift in the fitness space of in-person coaches going online, which I get Mm -hmm. the allure of because I did it. I've been doing it for the past three years. It gives you freedom. You're able to travel. You are able to serve a lot more clients in that capacity. But I actually felt like I started to lose myself in that online space because I am such a people person. And I actually had this revelation last night, perfect timing, but you know, I've been feeling really down. And last week I didn't get to teach classes because we had this ice storm and Texas. And so last night was my first class back in a week and a half. And I was feeling so depressed, so sad. And the minute people started coming into that room, my vibe changed because I can show up in front of those people. And sure, it was Mm -hmm. only 15. It's a small group class, but I can Mm -hmm. show up in front of those 15 people and I can be my true authentic self. I can dance in class. I can be weird. I can say weird things and have to take them back because I just said something (laughs) inappropriate in front of 15 people. So I get to show up as myself there. And I think that online and especially people that have online businesses instantly think I want to sell, 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 sell. And they get away from being that true, authentic self. And I think a lot of times as adults, too, when we're meeting friends or going on dates, we're trying to conform to something we think that that person wants. We want to be like the people we're trying to be friends with. Or in a relationship, you're showing up on those first three to five dates trying to be that person that the other person wants or needs. But if you're not showing up as your true, authentic self, then you're kind of losing the whole point and you're in turn, almost pushing that energy away. For sure. That's such an interesting point that you just brought up. And this is why I love fucking podcasts so much. But um, it's ultimately because like literally like I'm I'm surrounded by a ton of people that work in the online space, like in regards to like those who are my friends are a lot. And like that's who I talk to a lot. And it's funny because it's like we go through these seasons of like, quote unquote, like depression or struggle. But it has a lot to do with the fact like we aren't seeing anybody in real life. But we almost like forget that's even a thing or a conversation because it's like what you just had said. Like if you didn't have that experience of going from the online space to the in real life space, then you wouldn't understand it or know. And I I think it plays such a big role, especially when you are becoming an entrepreneur in the sense of like you still have to create that in-person community. And if you don't have that, you're going to feel so alone. But that in-person community is going to allow for you to show up better even online. And what I think I've even seen, it's funny because Taylor and I were actually talking about this last night of just like, um, like admiring people from afar, right, that have like grown their business in certain ways. And 
we gave two different examples and one was like, oh my God, she's like completely like, like transformed and like the verbiage she's using, she's showing up so authentically. It's so fucking cool to watch. And it's such an inspiration. And you're like, I want to be that too. And then on the other side, it was like it tables had turned where somebody has kind of like showed up less authentic and more seems like to try to like fit into a space or like perfect everything. And then it just is interesting because now that my brain is thinking it, I'm like, hmm, maybe it's because she's been on the online space so much that she hasn't got that human interaction that has allowed for her to be truly authentic to who she is. Um, so it's an, that's an interesting little topic there, psychology. I like yeah. it. Yeah, no, that actually – so in that same webinar that Jen did that I was watching, she talked about this idea of being an online creator, we oftentimes do like accidental copycatting. And it's really, again, it's very unintentional, but it's something we see a lot of times. Now, we're both in, I know you hate the word, but we're both in quote unquote niche spaces. We're mostly in photography. I'm mostly in the fitness space. So most of the content that I'm viewing daily is fitness content. And so when I see someone's post and I'm like, oh, that's a great post. And then I see that person got 100,000 views. I instantly, my brain thinks, oh, I should do a post like that. That's mm-hmm. going to draw attention. Not in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to copy that person verbatim. But I think, yeah. oh, that person's doing really well. Why wouldn't I want to do something that does really well? Photography. Yeah. And I'm sure it goes, somebody loves the light and airy photography style. And they think so-and-so is doing light and airy so darn good. I want to vibe with that because that's, mm-hmm. that's what people are wanting, even though that might not align with you. And I mm-hmm. think it's something I'm really trying to get out of. And it's almost like I try to not follow as many creators in my space. And yeah. I try and follow other people that are super creative to start understanding their verbiage of like, okay, what are hairdressers talking about? What are photographers talking about? What are I love fashion and beauty. Not you can't tell with this outfit currently, but (laughs) I I love those spaces. And so what are those creative people talking about that can inspire me to be creative in my own way without saying, oh, they just posted a video of them doing push-ups. I've got to post a video of me doing push-ups. Yeah. No, that's genius. I vibe with that so hard, especially because like it's the com- like comparison game happens a lot specifically right now. And it's like if you're only following people that are in your quote unquote niche, then like you're going to struggle with comparison. And so I always try to with my business coaching clients, like really challenge them to unfollow or kind of mute people that are in their industry that they feel some type of way about and really do exactly what you said. Like I recently just did this actually too of like following different coaches or like hairstylists and different things and 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 it just is interesting that's such a good way to put it too is like if you feel yourself kind of pigeonholing where you're like copycatting or you're kind of just like in that realm of like you feel as though you're just doing it because somebody else is doing it I think that that's like a really huge inspiration I mean shit that's even huge inspiration for me after this call of being like let me go through some different entrepreneurs that are doing different things than me how are they saying it how are they showing up and using that as inspiration and pulling that to like what I do yeah and I even think that it can go for people that aren't running businesses. You know, we're not speaking to just entrepreneurs or business owners here. And so that being said, for me, it's been getting off of Instagram and going to TikTok. I find TikTok to be pure entertainment. And I follow a lot of, so I don't follow any fitness creators on TikTok. It is my, what I call a safe space to follow content that is more geared towards me, not as a business owner, to my consumer side. But I think the issue with that as well is you see everybody purchasing things. And I've become a spender on TikTok because I want the beauty product, the the whatever, the fashion. And so I think that people have to be really cautious. And so um, I was talking to, I think it was my church group. And we were like, okay, what can we do to get out of this social media realm of comparison? And we were like, Pinterest, let's all go back to Pinterest. And so when I need to like totally get away from social media, but want something that is a bit of a distraction, I'm like, I go to Pinterest and create a mood board. That's actually amazing. I actually love that so much. I need to start doing that for sure. I don't, I need to use TikTok. I know everybody keeps telling me, but I don't even utilize it. So I can't really compare to that. But I do, I love the TikTok vibe for sure, or the Pinterest vibe. 
Yeah, I mean, it just takes you away from that. Like, it's not it's not really there to sell you anything. Yeah. It's there to like it curates a much larger feed for things that you find aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm for like, sure. y'all can go on there and search men with abs. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. I'm looking at like baby animals and like dream vacations. Like I- yeah. I'm there for like the content where nobody's talking at me. Nobody's trying to sell me mm. anything. I'm just scrolling to look. It reminds mm. me of the days of, oh my God, what? I don't even remember what it was called. There was another platform that was like Pinterest, but now I can't mm. think of it. But no, I think that's good. I think it's so important for us to kind of get away from social media at times and get into the real world because especially as people who are online often, we just mm-hmm. have to take a step back to show up as ourselves because it can almost mold our minds to mm-hmm. believe that we need to be a certain way or we are a certain way. Oh, for sure. I feel like I'm really big in regards to like check-ins and something I've done the last two years is my think week is what I call it. I took it from Bill Gates, LOL. But um, so essentially just like where I literally rent an Airbnb, go by myself, turn off my phone, fucking every any way people can talk to me. And I just spend an entire week just like kind of reflecting on the year slash like what direction I want to go. And it has allowed for me to also do the same when I'm not on Think Week and where I'm able to just like do it at the end of the weeks or at the end of the month. And really just like I'm really big on like reflecting and just really like kind of game planning how you want to move forward. And I think a big piece to that is really like checking in with yourself and habit tracking specifically when it comes to like utilizing your phone and social media. And it's something that's completely like helped me. Okay. Now for my own personal gain, I want you to walk me through this a little bit because most people are going to be like, um, yeah, so an entire <laughs> week with just my thoughts ain't, ain't going to cut it. You know, I can like I can't even journal for 10 minutes in the morning. So the thought of having to sit with my own thoughts for seven days is like quite possibly my worst nightmare. Wait, are you saying you can't even journal for 10 minutes? No, I am the worst. Now, I I will admit I could definitely be better when it came to morning routines or setting manifestation goals for myself. I do not journal I'm really working on even writing gratitude at the end of the day. Like those are things I personally really struggle with. Yeah. I know I got to work on. But tell me about like how you work through – and maybe it's not the entire week, but how do you Mm -hmm. work through these check-ins with yourself? Like do you have a template you go by or how Mm -hmm. does that work? Um. Honestly, no. I, I, this is the part I hate when people ask me this because I'm like, it's just my brain. Um, but ultimately, I think a big piece. So, at, typically, it's at the end of the year. So, it's every December. And so, um, it kind of essentially is like a recap of the year of like what went well, what didn't go well. And also, being a life coach and a business coach, I also have in the past have obviously life coaches and business coaching. So, I feel like I ask my questions, like my brain automatically thinks of those questions because mm-hmm. I've been asked them so many times or asked yeah. people so many times. So, um, but essentially, like what went well, what didn't go well. Um, and really just like diving deep into like the year and how I want to change things and how and visions I have. And um, did I spend too much time working here? And why was that the case? And how can I shift that? I think for me, a huge, huge thing is like, I love what I do. And so with that, I overwork myself to the extreme. And so in 2020, I literally was in that 20. 19, I was so fucking burnt out from work that I was like, I have to do this think week just to fucking decompress and be like, what, where can I make changes here? I think that was the biggest thing for me is like, where can I make changes? And even if you're listening and you don't have a business, it's like, where can you make changes in your life and your health and your relationships? And so last year it was more that of like, where can I make changes within my business and be like, and that's where I like shifted from doing so much photography to doing more coaching and why that was my passion and how I was going to do that and kind of like game plan the year was really big for me, um, where this year was more less business and more life and was like, what do I want my life to look like? What habits do I want to have? How can I instill those? And I was really big on creating quarterly visions and goals and like vision boards. And so quarterly meaning like January, February, March. So like only honing in on those three months and being like, what do I want to accomplish? And what do I want it to look like? What do I want it to feel like? And so essentially I would choose like a concept. So for example, 
example, the concept of this quarter is to um, seek and share wisdom. So everything I do, like every day, I'm like, how am I seeking and how am I sharing? And that's like seeking through podcasts or masterminds or, you know, like even fucking TikTok or whatever. <laughs> you Like there's so many different avenues mm-hmm. that you can do it. But um, that has been this quarter for me. And so and the next quarter is a different one. And I kind of just like mapped out the year. And that's how I think of everything is like three months. Like in so so when it came to Think Week, a lot of it was really breaking the next year into quarters that was digestible. Because I think huge thing is like with vision boards, it can feel so overwhelming and you want to do all these different things. Where if I'm able to compromise it into like what are my top three things for this quarter and how can I make that happen? was like the biggest piece for me. I love that. And I think that's great that you break it down into these smaller goals essentially because like you said, it can feel really overwhelming. And I heard something recently. I don't know where I heard it, but I am the most disorganized, organized person in the sense that, you know, I'm a very type A organized person in general, but I, I don't know. I just get like so disorganized in my brain. And when it comes to planning ahead or um, creating these ideas, I I have like analysis paralysis over here and I can't plan things. And it's the strangest thing. One of my clients asked me, she asked me about my business plan for the year. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed to admit, like I don't do a business plan and I never have. I've owned multiple businesses and I've never done a business plan. And I'm like, if it works for you, that's amazing. I kudos. I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> it could probably be better if we're being honest. Uh, <laughs> I am like, I don't know. Lately, I've been like fly by the seat of my pants kind of gal. It's very, it's yeah. very unlike me. Very like unaligned in my lifestyle, but semi exhilarating at the same time. So, what are some good tips you can give somebody like me who is absolutely just paralyzed by trying to create a plan. Like, do you have any advice for that? Oh, this is good. Um, I would say it's kind of like, what are you good at learning? And I feel like a lot of people are good at learning in regards to like creating mood boards. Like you just said, like Pinterest, right? So it's like, for me, a huge piece was like visual of being like, okay, I want to create a visualization of what that would look like. And for me, it was literally like going and getting magazines. Like I got like a farmhouse magazine, a travel magazine and a health magazine. I was like, I know that there's shit in here that I can just like, you know, like mosh posh together. That would like be the lifestyle I'm looking to like create. Right. So then I created like little vision boards for each quarter and like being able to visually see it was like so helpful for me. Um, So I'd say like a that um, in regards to the planning piece, but B like if you've never set goals in your life or you really struggle with this, I think that's the biggest piece of being like, might like make it go into smaller ways. Like Mm -hmm. that's where I'm like with the quarter, it's only three months. But if that's overwhelming to you, like just start with the month of January or February, God, we're in February. Holy crap. Um, but like starting with February, right. Of like, okay, if you had to choose a word, what would that word be? How can you live by that within your business or your career? How can you live by that within your life? And like essentially, I think a huge thing for me right now is like how do I want to feel? And if I want to feel at peace, then I need to stop like hustling and overworking myself, right? And so it just is like if I base my decisions off of like A, the word I want to stand for and B, how I want to feel, I think from there it allows for me to kind of plan around that because what I used to do specifically in business was like how much money do I want to make like oh I want to fucking have like a 10k month like how can I make that possible and all that's great and fun and and can be good but then in some senses it can be really bad like honestly just crippling and anxiety and all things to where you are playing you are almost like you know working towards something and chasing something that's not going to allow for you to feel fulfilled and succeeded. And so I think that that was a big shift. And once I based everything off of how I wanted to feel, that's a huge piece to why I think my business has really like, like thrived in the sense and, and grown is because I was basing it off of like what really mattered and then like kind of like what didn't. So, yeah. I love hearing that, especially because 
so many business coaches have a very masculine energy that is Mm -hmm. money focused. It is statistic focused and we get away from the emotions surrounding things. And I think that goes for like a lot of the people listening to this are obviously into health and wellness. And that's okay when it comes to your health and wellness goals is we put a number or we put a stat on everything. And I think it Mm -hmm. is so, everyone thinks like, oh, if I hit this number or once I reach this goal X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, for me personally, I am like a pure emotional thinker. No no rational thinking happens around here. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But I'd say it's like a 70-30, all right? We are like 70% emotional, 30% rational. And that being said, I, I run a lot of things based on emotion. And I think that it's very uncommon to hear business coaches or people give advice surrounding Mm -hmm. your emotional connection to what your goal is. Mm -hmm. For sure. It really is. Especially right now. I feel like I've seen so many like Instagram reels that are like how to make $10,000 a month or $100,000 in this. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like I can't believe like it just is crazy to like that's what we're consuming. But ultimately what I can say is like because I was the other side. I did chase that. I did chase the number. I did hit the six figures. I I did all that. And I can say that I did it two years in a row and was like, fuck this. Like, I know that there is a better way to go about this. And so that's where I shifted to the feel thing. And then it's funny because last year I completely shifted my thought process and made more money than I did the last two years. So it just is like, it's an interesting concept. I totally think that there's good sides to both, obviously, like the masculine energy, feminine energy. But if you don't balance the two, you're literally going to like crush yourself. Like I, it just is going to be like, it's a dead end road. And that's where like the, I think a huge thing is like, we hear like balance, like work-life balance. I think that for me, it's a huge thing of like flow and understanding your seasons that you're in. And like, in so much ways, like it can't ever be 50-50. Like that's just not the way that like it's going to work within most of our lives. But it's like having flow of understanding, like where can you feel as though you really are kind of like, you know, like. I don't even want to use the word balance because I just completely contradicted myself. But it just is like like being in flow of understanding this season may be a heavier season, but that's where the reflection piece comes back into play. Taking time to reflect on whether you are working out and you're not hitting that number, right? It's like reflecting on that and being like, okay, how can I game plan moving forward that allows for me to do so? And I think that that's a big piece too of like accepting that there's going to be some seasons of hustle and there's going to be some seasons of busyness, but then like the next season doesn't have to be that. And I think that that's a big thing for me in regards to the flow of knowing that it's going to always like come in waves um, and just kind of like preparing for that and being very intentional with what that looks like in my life. I love that. Yeah. And I I totally agree. I think that and sometimes it comes to leaning into some of the busyness and not always viewing it as a negative. I think we Mm -hmm. instantly think that being busy is either a good thing or a bad thing. And it's not necessarily either. I think there's a lot of gray area. Like right now I'm yeah. in a very busy season. I still run my online business. I am doing in-person clients. I'm helping open a new studio in downtown Austin. And so I have a lot of projects going on and yeah. I'm literally driving for like three hours a day. And so there's a lot of busyness and I have a puppy. Like there's a lot yeah. of busyness in my life but there's a lot of positivity in that busyness. And I think if I were to say, oh, I'm just too busy, I'm just too busy, and put a negative idea behind it, it would almost Mm -hmm. cause like this bad shift because I've had to Mm -hmm. to re-shift things to make things work. But I think Mm -hmm. that being fluid and being flexible in those busy seasons or those maybe slower seasons for you is also super necessary in life because once we can find that balance of structure and flow, that's really like when it starts to work out. If you think of a river, there's structure enough to keep the water in, but it's still ever flowing. Imagine if the structures break out of the sides and it's just flowing everywhere or if it's too structured, then the water can't flow. Look at you go. I'm here for the analogy. Okay. I love a good analogy. (laughs) I love that. That was good. You need a good analogy in there. And they're done. And I'm just kidding. Cut. (laughs) That's a wrap.
No. Okay, so Cass, I want to go a little bit off topic and I want to talk about your podcast because you guys are doing so great. And so I just want to hear a little bit about how y'all came up with Level the Fuck Up and like what what does that even mean? What does it mean? Um, So Taylor and I went to a Rachel Hollis business event back in 2020, I think. Um, No, back in 2019. It was 2019. Um, yeah, we went to that when she was like popping off and doing all her business things. And during it, it was kind of like, just like, how can you grow your business and what avenue can you grow? And like podcasting was kind of like on the up and up, you know? And, and so Taylor and I would always be on the phone for like fucking hours and just be like, you know, like not wasting time because we're best friends, but it would just be like, we should fucking start a podcast. And, and they were like, what would we call it? And then it was like, we always said like, level the fuck up. Like that just was like our motto as our friend and I'm not even sure how that even came about just it just really did and then we were like so when we were like what should we name it there was no question there was no like oh maybe this or that no like it was like full send level the fuck up buy the mics we're hit record like let's fucking go so um yeah and ultimately it was one of the best decisions ever because I feel like it's really created like a mission and a motto for so many humans and like a way to live um but yeah so the podcast has been a baby. It used to be our baby. Uh, it's been real since for two years. Um, we're going on our third year and it has become retreats all across the world, which is super cool. We do photography retreats. We do life retreats. And now we just uh, dropped uh, journals and merch. And so, yeah, I get to do it with my best friend, T. Kern. And that's where it's at. I love it. And I don't know if you remember this, but I used to work with Taylor at BCBG outlet in Legends Mall. Oh my gosh, throwback. (laughs) So you could remind her of that. So it's like, it's so funny that everybody is connected some which way. Uh, But no, I think that's so great. And I actually love that motto because I, I find myself saying that a lot to even my clients in the fitness space. You know, my goal is to always level up. And for everybody, that's going to mean something really different. There might be huge level ups for some people and there might just be small level ups. And so I think it's a really great motto to live by and to stick by. And I love that you guys are doing these retreats and I'm still waiting for the day that you guys do a retreat for like fitness professionals or for people that are not photographers because – that is really what I would like to see. I just love following you. I obviously love the friendship that we've had. I know it's had to be social media for a long time, but there's been nothing but good vibes the entire time. And so I just yeah. think it would be so cool to to see that expand out one day to yeah. other other industries. Just throwing it out there. I know. I'm like, wow, she's giving me business ideas and it's not like I don't have enough already. That actually is genius. I actually really do like that a lot. I'm like, I'm like hmm. I'm, um, I'm really waiting for a fitness retreat and a photography retreat that can be combined so you can get all of your uh, creators to create fitness content for all of the fitness creators. Just throwing business ideas out there. You heard it here first. I'm not going to lie. I'm over here cheesing really hard because I feel like it's fucking genius. I'm like, wait, we want to get out. Well, I shouldn't say, but we uh, photography is a lot. Like doing photography retweets is a lot. And it goes a lot of preparation and just different things with like models and X, Y, and Z. It's really fun. We love doing it. We'll continue to do it. But we do want to shift and we do want to do more like life coaching side or more like, you know, in that realm of what you just said. Of like, yes, we're still combining photography. But that's a genius, a genius way to go. I've got good contacts in Nashville. (laughs) I mean, if anybody hears this first, just know I'm here repping. I will be there first thing for that retreat. Like you will catch me. You will catch me anywhere that you do this. That and like DM us. DM us if you want this. If you do, if we get like, let's just say, I'll just be like, if we get three to five DMs, we will make it real. (laughs) I would like my reserved seat already paid in full. Um, No. Yeah. I think that's just so fun. I am, like I said, I'm a huge in-person person. And I think that being online, it's so easy to, to get away from human interaction and human connection. And I, I just think we can lose ourselves if we don't have that. Oh, for sure. Totally. It's game changing. 
I love it. Yeah. So what's what's to come in the next few months uh, with with you, with life, with business? Yeah. So um, I'm moving back to Maui. I'm literally packing back here. If you could see it. Um, but I am moving back to Maui for two months. So I leave on Monday. Um, again, I'm based out of Nashville. This is where I live full time, have a house kind of vibe. But uh, I feel just I kind of felt called and in my intuition was like, you should go to Maui during these months. And here we go. Um, I have a lot of business ventures that are happening while I'm there, um, subleasing place. So um, I feel like that's where my vision is, is like really spending this time kind of just like in my Zen mode, like less hustle, more Zen, you know, enjoying life a bit. Um, because after that season and I come back, it's going to be like, kind of like more full throttle summer's busy for me in regards to photography, um, with weddings and all that jazz. But, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately I think that my biggest thing is I really want to dive into life coaching and business coaching more than ever. And so you're going to see, um, photography go a little less and less. It'll still be there, but it'll be less, um, and do more of like the life coaching, business coaching retreats, all the vibes are going to be there all the good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm really excited for you. I'm so envious of anybody that is going anywhere warm. Like it's not (laughs) okay. Also, I have to say it is not cold in Texas. I know anybody that hears this that is not in a semi-warm state is going to say, you know what it's like on the West Coast. On the East Coast, it's so (laughs) cold. But I... It is 50 degrees and I am freezing. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I'm like anything under like 65 is cold. Okay. So I am envious and I just, I love that nomadic lifestyle. I, I mean, you know, in 2019 I did four months of traveling and absolutely loved it. I liked having a home base and I just yeah. think it's so cool that we live in a world and we have businesses that allow us to travel and to explore and to do all of these positive things. And so I think mm-hmm. that's just great. Mm-hmm. I love it. So what's to come on the podcast? Oh, on the pod. Oh, golly. That's a good question too. Shit. You're asking all these good questions. I'm not prepared for I'm like, well, we have nothing prepared. Uh, no, I mean, uh, with the pod, I think ultimately just really, um, it's interesting. Taylor went through a season of kind of like a little mini depression. And so she's really shared that and like walking out of that. Um, and her and I are on different paths. Like we are very different humans and we're on different like love, like levels right now, level the fuck up. We're on different levels. Um, but we're just in different seasons and we've never really been in such different seasons. Um, so it's been interesting in, in navigating that as business owners and really just sharing our hearts in a way that is true to us. Um, and so with that, I feel like you're going to get more than ever different sides, which is a beautiful thing of just getting different angles and different viewpoints on whether that's photography or depression or lifestyle or fitness or mental health, you know? And so um, with that, we talk about anything and everything, but more than ever, you're going to get a lot of different viewpoints. I love that. Yeah. One last question. What are you currently watching on TV? (laughs) (laughs) So my boyfriend, Kyle, literally is like... He hates the show because I it's the only thing I watch it. Um, I literally just use TV as my decompression time where I just like don't think at all and just like have no investing invested in any of it. And I am re-watching Grey's. I'm deep in Grey's. Grey's Anatomy. That is a lofty feat to rewatch and it is so emotional. <laughs> I could not I don't think I could go back. See, I'm like not at all. Like it just is so like meat for me. I don't know what it is about it, but the first few seasons, like I bawled my eyes out. Like I could not rewatch That's it. So cute. Yeah, I was so emotional. Okay, though, but really though, I did watch the Pamela Anderson. Did you watch that documentary? No. So interesting. I am fully in Siesta Keys right now. <laughs> fully, I I got recommended to watch it. Somebody said you gotta watch Siesta Keys. Really? I don't know if I recommend it, but I'm no, I'm like, gonna finish hmm. it. Uh, it's yeah, like no. it's like uh, Laguna Beach, but in in Siesta Keys, Florida. Okay, yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Like there's I think, the voiceovers, yeah. and it's like, and Juliet did this, and Max did this, and then she's like, I didn't mean to be that mean, but I guess we'll see what happens. And there's like a scene, you know, <laughs> like one of those things. There's some weird yeah. voiceovers, and this was like filmed a couple of years ago like this isn't old this is like 
so 2019, and I think the last season was like last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I love it. So yeah, if anybody's interested, the only problem is unless you have a sc- subscription to MTV, you have to pay for season three. Oh. So I had to watch season one, season two, to season four. I was not paying thirteen dollars to watch you, season you three. You said fuck that. <laughs> I was not going to pay thirteen dollars to watch season three. It's not good enough. I'm sorry. I, I'm entertained by it, but like, I'll just Google what I need to Google. Yeah, yeah. Like this isn't Yellowstone. We don't need to be paying for Paramount anymore. No, thankfully my parents have all the subscriptions. <laughs> I don't need to worry about anything. Oh, I, love I love it. I love or it's that. like we're gonna like have their login till the day we die. Like sixty year old, have my parents log in. They're still paying for it. Really, I heard that Netflix is going down to it can only be on one device. I think you reposted that and I saw that. No, I didn't repost that. No, oh, I was me. like somebody did. I saw. I was like I saw that. Um, yeah, no, I, I saw that. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do to us. We've already been through a lot. (laughs) Everyone everyone gets a VPN. Uh, It should be. I love it. it. Well, Cass, this has been so wonderful, and I just feel re-energized, and like I need to go buy every magazine and create a vision board. (laughs) I actually actually made a vision board as my computer background and it's obviously very aesthetic. It's black and white and it has all of the things. I'll share what's on it once we get off this podcast because I'm kind of embarrassed by some of the things. So I'm not going to totally share them here. No, I love it. But this has been great and I just appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and I'm really excited for your journey back to Maui and I can't wait to see the photos you obviously always have the most aesthetic content so where can people find you on social media if they would like to um, use you as their mood board so my, the mood board, I've never, okay. I'm like, okay, I'll be your mood board. Let's go. Uh, but it's Cassidy Marie Co. And Cassidy is with a K um, because it's way cooler with a K than a C. So that's where you can find me. All right. Go keep up with Cassidy on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for being here. And to everyone listening, remember to be bold, to be confident, and to be you. 